North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I am Dr. Low, also known as Dr. Lauren Noel, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I'm excited about the show tonight. I have a good friend joining me. If you missed last week's show, I highly recommend it. I was interviewing a friend who healed her body using nutrition, and she had debilitating rheumatoid arthritis and she was able to heal her body using that. And it's a similar story to Dr. Terry Walls, who was with us a few months ago about how she healed her body from uh, multiple sclerosis using nutrition. It is just so powerful. So highly recommended if you guys missed that show. Also, we still have a special discount code for you guys. If you go over to gogocleanse.com, what this is, it's autoimmune paleo cuisine that's delivered to your door. So it is pretty much as healthy as it can get. And so if you enter the code Dr. Low at checkout, D-R-L-O at checkout, you get 30 bucks off your food delivery. So if you wanted to try it and see if it's for you, I highly recommend it. I've been actually prescribing this for many of my patients. And how cool is it, right? That you see a doctor who prescribes food as medicine rather than Lipitor or rather than, you know, Crestor, some of these medications, statins or, you know, blood pressure medication. It's like, okay, let's get your diet right first. So if you guys don't like cooking and you're wanting to eat healthier, highly recommend GoGo Cleanse. It can't get much healthier and there's really no excuse not to eat well with that. So the discount code is Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O, and you get 30 bucks off for your food delivery. And that's at gogocleanse.com. I love all these options for food deliveries nowadays. There's no excuse to not eat well. I know that's a double negative in a sentence. It's making my grammar uh, obsessed brain go crazy. But, but really, there's no excuse not to eat well when you can have food delivered to your door that's not expensive. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for the reviews over on iTunes. I will say that this last month was the most reviews we've ever had. And that warms my heart so much because I'm asking and you guys are delivering. So it means the world to me. And iTunes, they look at reviews and see how many you're getting to determine where you are in the rankings. So the more reviews we get, the more people know about the show and the more information is spread throughout the world about natural living. And it's just all about empowering you guys to know what options you have and that, you know, learning about your body and all the different ways that it works and ways to help to support your health is what it's about. You know, it's about being that advocate for yourself. And that's what my mission really is with this show. So thank you guys for doing that. If you haven't left a review yet, please head over to iTunes, leave me a review. If you're an Android user, you can do that over on Stitcher. And I did have the opportunity recently to check my reviews over in the UK and also in, um, New Zealand. And I saw some reviews from you guys there. So thank you so much. I love you guys so much. Coming up this weekend is the Ancestral Health Symposium. Unfortunately, I won't be there in person, but I wanted to give them a little plug since it will be coming up this weekend in Boulder, Colorado. And my guest on the show tonight is going to be speaking at this event. So you can learn more over at ancestralhealth.org. It's a really fun event and it's really motivating to be around a lot of these different speakers and experts in the health world. And it just 
reminds you of why you're doing what you're doing. And it's also fun to be in the community of like-minded people as well. So check it out, ancestralhealth.org. On to tonight's show. Tonight, it's all about how to think outside the box when it comes to health and fitness. And no better person I can think of to talk about this topic than my guest tonight. So without further ado, let's jump into the show. All right. We have the amazing Daryl Edwards on the show. Good friend of mine. Very excited to have him on the uh, on the show tonight. Um, I actually got to meet Daryl years and years ago at, I think it was one of the paleo conferences. I want to say, was it Paleo FX or Ancestral Health Symposium? I can't remember which one. Do you remember? Yeah, it was one of the two. Yeah, one of the I think two. It's paleo, yeah, I think it's Paleo FX actually. Yeah, so we got mm. to meet and have become real good friends over the years and so inspired by what he's up to. I'm going to go ahead and read his bio here. Daryl Edwards is a motivational coach natural lifestyle educator, and he's the creator of the Primal Play Method. Daryl developed the Primal Play Methodology to inspire others to make activity fun while getting healthier, fitter, and stronger in the process, and that's what it's all about. Daryl is the owner of Fitness Explorer Training and author of several books, including Paleo Fitness and Paleo from A to Z. His work has been published in titles such as Men's Health, Women's Health, Elle Magazine, Fitness men's fitness and featured on the BBC documentary, eat to live forever. Very cool. You've done a lot of cool things and spreading the word. Daryl, welcome to the show to Dr. Low radio. Thank you very much, Dr. Low. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Actually, I was just going to call you Lauren uh, rather than, rather it's than the good. formalities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you on. I should have had you on a long, long time ago. This is the first time you've been on the show, right? It is the first it time. It is, but it feels like I've interviewed you recently. I think it was at Paleo Effects. I got the chance to do some video interviews with you. Um, that's over on uh, Paleo TV with uh, Camille's Paleo Kitchen. Uh, so that was fun to get a little bit of time with you on the um, on some video. But having you on my show is definitely an honor, and I'm very inspired for what you are up to. And for people who aren't familiar with your story, tell us a little bit of what got you into this whole world. I know you weren't always so into the fitness thing. Yeah, so my background, uh, I was actually a computer programmer uh, working within investment banking. So that was my, my career for almost two decades. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I was having annual checkups, kind of health checkups. And one year I was told that I had a whole raft of, of conditions from being hypertensive. Uh, I had really poor lipid profile, so elevated risk of cardiovascular disease. I was anemic. I was suffering from quite a few musculoskeletal problems, uh, especially low back pain and knee and knee pain. And um, it was quite a worry and quite a concern. And, and probably the most alarming of all of those issues was I was pre-diabetic. Mm. And uh, I was just alarmed because I was like, I'm, I'm kind of doing all the right things. You know, I'm, I'm eating a, a healthy diet. I, I go to gym once or twice a week. So why at my age am I suffering from these, from these conditions? And the only solution by my doctor at the time was to take a whole raft of medications. So, you know, some statins for my, you know, to sort out my cholesterol, uh, some medication to lower my blood pressure, uh, you know, we'll manage your blood glucose with, with other meds, with metformin, for example. And I was just so petrified of the side effects. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to go on any of the meds um, because you're telling me that these, these drugs are for life. <laughs> so right. uh, yeah, I was like, I'm just petrified of the side effects. Is there anything else that I can do? Uh, and it was very fortunate that at around the same time, I just recalled reading the paleo diet a couple of years earlier. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember reading the book and thinking, oh, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't want to go back to being a caveman. What's all that about? But something stayed with me, which was kind of going back to basics and living as you were designed to live and eating the way that you were designed to, to eat. Mm-hmm. And I thought that maybe there's something in that that I need to investigate. And so I started researching evolutionary biology and looking at evolutionary fitness, which is why I, I started on the, on the fitness regimen as well. Uh, and within three to six months and, and being re, getting my bloods retested, all my health markers improved dramatically. And the doctor, uh, you know, when I spoke to my doctor, he was like, well, what, are, what have you been doing? Who have you been to see? You know, what, right. what, meds, what meds are you on? And I was like, no, this is all lifestyle change. Uh, and he himself decided to investigate himself and look at the evidence around, around this lifestyle and started to recommend what I was doing to his, to his patients. So that, so the, the diet wow. and the, my approach to movement was really the gateway to me living a healthier, a healthier lifestyle. That is a mark of a good doctor. It wasn't one of those, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you. See you later. It was okay. Tell me about this. I want to adopt this for my other patients. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It, it was incredible because he was very skeptical. Uh, um, and he was like, look, I've seen what's happened to you, but you could be an anomaly. Mm-hmm. So I want, I want to see some evidence around this. So tell me, what have you been reading, Daryl? Oh, this is what I've been reading. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't knowledgeable in that area at all because I was a, I was a technologist. But, but his interest and the interest of those around me who were asking me for advice, I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to cross train. I need to start, you know, doing some nutritional courses. I need to start, you know, training, uh, you know, around all of the areas of interest. Uh, and find mentors in, in, in that space. And that, that's what I did. And I found that I couldn't, it was becoming more and more difficult. And my passion for working within investment banking started to wane. So I, I kind of quit, quit a very lucrative <laughs> field yeah. um, uh, in banking to, to doing what I do now. Um, yeah, so, so I'm, 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 I'm pleased with the transition because it was, it was all about my improving my health and then wanting to share my knowledge and my experience, my life experience with others. Yeah. And then you took all that pain and moved that forward into your passion of helping people through primal play. So what's primal play all about? <laughs> yeah. So when I started with fitness, I, I, you know, I, I was, I embraced kind of the sport of fitness. I, I embraced performance. I, I embraced this kind of really high intensity, uh, almost kind of stressful environment. Mm-hmm. So I took what I was doing at work you know, working 14 to 18 hour days in, in a very stressful environment. And I took that into the gym with me. And it was, I was ultra competitive. I wasn't satisfied in this. I was number one on the, on the, on the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in regards of who I was competing against, I was like, I need to, I just need to win. Otherwise I'm a failure. That's how I, that's how I viewed. That was my approach to fitness. Um, on the plus side, my performance and fitness gains went through the roof. I mean, I couldn't believe how fit I became in a very short space of time. I never felt physically gifted. I was kind of the, the geek with the glasses on. Um, I wasn't the guy who, who was physically adept. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, I'm, I'm getting fitter and stronger and, and I'm, I'm impressing myself with what, I can, what I'm capable of now. Um, the downside was that I started to get lots of upper respiratory tract infections you know, I was getting colds and, and bronchitis and uh, I was getting, you know, inju- injuries on a regular basis. And I found that I was spending more time recovering 
for my physical activity than I was enjoying what I could do by getting healthier out of this. So I, I recognized that there was something about the no pain, no gain. And, you know, my, my warm up is your workout type of thing. You know, that, that, that's what, where I lived back then, but I recognized that it wasn't sustainable for me and it wasn't going to, that wasn't promoting health and longevity for me. Yeah. So, so what became apparent was how I loved movement when I was a kid. You know, even though I was a geek and on a computer in front of the TV screen back then, mm-hmm. um, I still used to love, love going out to play. And you'd play all day. Yeah. You know, you'd go around to your friends. I was like, hey, you're going to come out and play? Yes. And I don't ever recall being having muscle soreness the next day and telling my friends, oh, sorry, I can't come out today because my, my muscles are sore. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just remember having lots of fun. Um, and even if it was looking back with rose-colored spectacles, uh, that's what I remember. And that's what I wanted to regain uh, uh, as an adult. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's where Primal Play, the concept was, was born. It was let me try and integrate playful, play-based activities with what I need from a conditioning and training uh, kind of modality to give me the, the fitness that I need, but to ensure I'm, I'm enjoying the process rather than just the end result. Yeah. So many yes. juicy, so many juicy things you just said in there, just that it's, it's so, I see this all the time with patients coming into my practice that they are, I mean, I see a lot of, uh, you know, high level athletes and, um, you know, even some famous athletes have come in and it's like, they're just crushing it but there's not the other part of it, which is allowing your body to rest. And it's also the type of exercise they're doing, you know, it's just all about like, like you said, just performance, hitting certain numbers, hitting, hitting certain parameters and kind of missing out on just the play of exercise. And, and I'm sure once you change the way that you exercise, where it was more of that primal play type of fitness, you actually probably were in much better shape, you know, because you were getting the, the recovery part of as well and you're enjoying it more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's, I totally agree. I, I think, you know, as mammals, you know, as, as animals, which is what we are, um, we, we should be playing more. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at the big cats, they, they play a lot, you know, once they've finished eating and hunting, you know, and sleeping aside from that and mating, of course, aside from all those mm-hmm. things, they spend a significant amount of time playing and, and that's playing with their young as well as playing with their, their peers, yeah. Uh, and and so that type of movement is is extremely important and i just think there's something wrong with conventional fitness which is it kind of doesn't really matter unless you are you know in a heap of sweat on the ground right um and, and you're beating yourself up to the point where the more punishing and grueling the regimen is you know the better that is for you from a fitness point of view mm-hmm. uh, and what people don't recognize is that we shouldn't be training like athletes. Elite athletes have a shorter life expectancy than 70 individuals, which is, which is you know, remarkable. Um, so elite, being an elite athlete doesn't necessarily promote longevity. Mm. And most athletes have a very, very, very short window of performance, you know, and they still have significant periods of recovery and reducing their volume. You know, that's what they do. They don't, they don't train for 24-7 you know, three, six, three, six, five days a year at that level of intensity. And they still get beaten up. They're still taking anti-inflammatories because they're in, they're in constant pain. Do you know what what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, so, so yeah. So, you know, as amateurs, we take on board 
what we see is, is what athletes are doing and say, right, that's what I'm going to do to get fit. I'm going to train like an athlete. I want to be an athlete. Yeah. I want to be a weekend warrior. And, and we suffer on different varying levels of, of scales, the same type of issues that performance-based athletes, elite athletes have. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm getting too old to have these injuries and to be limping around and, <laughs> do you know what I mean? and to be spending the next day in bed because I'm so sore and, and thinking about taking anti-inflammatories you know, ibuprofen because I'm so sore. What's all, I'm like, what's that about? Do you know what I mean? Can, mm-hmm. can this, can, you know, or wanting to throw up based on my workout, you know, my body's so concerned about what I've just done that it wants to get rid of this level of toxicity that it views. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? My body's kind of yeah. going, that, that's so, whatever you just did there, mate, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's so difficult to come to terms with. You yeah. need to throw up. That, that just can't, that just can't be healthy. I, I, I didn't view that as healthy then and I certainly don't view that now mm-hmm. um so yeah now now with primal play um I expect and demand a certain level of, of performance and functional fitness but it's based around moves that we were designed to do uh, and it's based about you know enjoying yourself and it's based on healthy competition and it's based on being tactile with those around you uh, and and I think that's far more important you know that kind of cooperation and interaction and you know, ensuring that you've got the right levels of hormonal balance yeah. you know, when, you, when you are kind of playing out is, is extremely important. So let's say for someone listening who's doing like, you know, maybe cardio a few times a week, maybe doing some weights here and there, how can they incorporate some primal play into their routine? What would that look like? So, I mean, I'd say first and foremost, just go along to my website. You know, that's, that's going to be the, the source of the fountain of uh, all primal play wisdom primalplay.com but anyone you know if you've got kids for example look at your kids for inspiration you know look at what your kids are doing when they're given free roam uh, and free reign to play you know look at the games they played think about the games you played as a kid you know when you were playing tag for example or catch or it or whatever the variant was called for yourself that was high intensity interval training, right? You know, running, <laughs> sprinting. Training, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you'd be pivoting. You know, you'd be avoiding. You'd be catching. And you know that. And what was interesting about even something like tag is if you were just a dominant one all of the time, they, there isn't much fun for it for yourself or those around you. You know, if you just keep, you know, running away and never being tagged. <laughs> It's not that, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll feel great for a short while because like, yeah, I'm, I'm beating everyone here. But after a while, you're like, no, this isn't fun. Um, so you have to start cooperating and, and creating rules on the fly that ensure all of you are participating and everyone is, is, having, is having fun. So I would look at children for inspiration um, if, you, if you have them. If you're not, go back to your childhood. Go back to nostalgic view of the world. What did you used to do as kids? Were you climbing trees? Were you were you playing tag? Were you know were you playing say soccer but using your your jumper as as goalposts? Mm-hmm. Or do you, do you know do you know what I mean? Playing with a tennis ball rather than a, a normal size football. You know this is the playful, play based spirit that we need to invigorate um, and and. Um, you know, made it a part of our of our day to day state now, rather than what we had just as a child. I'm just remembering um, a flashback of a few months ago when I saw you in Austin, and we were shopping for some shoes. We were in Foot Locker, and <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> oh, it's so funny remembering 
um, <laughs> how you, you were just roughing up the staff at Foot Locker. We're, you know, you're giving them some, some uh, examples and demo of what primal play looks like, the hands-on stuff. Yeah. And these guys were like, I'm not going to say how old you are, but they were like 20 years younger than you. And they were like, what? And I actually have a video of them saying, I want to be him when I grow up. <laughs> what were, yeah, you, what was... were you showing them? Yeah, so I was, um, one of the games was a tug of war, just a simple tug of war without using a rope. Uh, so just extending your arm and, you know, kind of an arm wrestle grip between yourself and your partner, your play partner, and just doing a simple tug of war, pulling, pulling against each other. Yeah. Uh, and, um, what was incredible was, um, I'm sure you remember these guys were, were very buff yeah. I and mean, you could tell, you could tell they went to the gym <laughs> and, and, um, they looked pretty jacked, but they were very surprised that at the strength that I was demonstrating. Yeah. Uh, and the way I, the way I kind of view it is it's similar to how I have viewed my dad when I was very young. He didn't look like Arnold, you know, or he didn't look like the Hulk, but he was a really strong man and he didn't go to the gym. You know, he just literally moved his body and do you know what I mean? He, he lifted my mom and he, you know, if we were moving home, he'd, he'd move the furniture himself. It was just what, the stuff that he did day to day, which made him a very strong uh, young man. Right. Uh, and, and that's what the, the primal aspect of, of primal play is about. It's tapping in to those primal reserves that we should all be able to tap into when we, when we need to. Right. Uh, uh, and um, yeah. And so, you know, it's again, my, my philosophy has changed significantly about how I view fitness, you know, how I view the size of the muscle doesn't necessarily you know, demonstrate how strong that individual is. Do you know what I mean? But, but in terms of conventional fitness, that's what you tend to see. You know, that's what you see on Instagram. It's like, look how big I am, look how ripped I am. This is me. This is an advertisement for my fitness. Whereas that individual may not actually be very fit and they certainly may not be very healthy just because they have a particular aesthetic. Right. Well, it was definitely a case in point at, at the Foot Locker that day. We, we could see that very clearly. These guys, like you said, were buff and they were not holding up <laughs> for what you were showing them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. And, and, and I suppose, that, and I suppose that also to add, uh, we, were, we were all laughing at the same time. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't ultra competitive. No. We were, were still having, there was still a high level of engagement um, even though they were surprised at what was happening, they, you know, it was, it was very lighthearted yes. and, and you could see that there was some benefit in modifying their approach to, to fitness, mm-hmm. you know, oh. sort of adding, adding some more playful elements to, to what they, what they were doing, um, what they did in the gym. Yeah. I'll call it just a playful eye opener for them. <laughs> yeah, For sure. For sure. So Let's talk about a little bit about the uh, the rest and recovery portion of, of fitness. This is a big area that's missing, I think, when it comes to fitness. Obviously, in the area of sleep as well, Americans are incredibly sleep deprived, and we're just burning the candle at both ends. How does this play into fitness? Yeah, so I mean, you quite rightly point out sometimes whatever our passions are, wherever our passion lies, that's what we tend to gravitate towards as. You know, that's our gateway to gateway to health. So if food, you know, if I'm, if I love food and I love cooking food and I love blogging about food, uh, and I, my belief is that food is what leads to better health and that's kind of it, 
that's all I'll do. And I'll be like, yeah, it's okay if I'm sedentary because at least my diet's great. And, and sometimes we can be the same about fitness. It's like, yeah, if, I just, if I'm just ultra fit, then everything will fall into place. And rather than me getting eight hours plus sleep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another workout tonight. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather get another workout in and have f- five hours sleep than me miss a workout. And, you know, all of those areas need to be, need to be in balance. There needs to be equilibrium between, you know, you're managing your stress levels and making sure you're getting adequate recovery from your workout and, and adequate nutrition for, for, for re- recovery and repair of the, of the body after your workout. So I, I, I think having, personally having a more playful nature now uh, which was suppressed for, for most of my adulthood, and I was very serious and, and quite staid for most of my adult life, mm-hmm. um, means you are more experimental and more creative. And you recognize that there isn't a single point of failure when it comes to lifestyle. Everything matters. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so for me, play has to become the platform where I go, hold on a second, you know, my, my relationships need to be healthy, you know, uh, um, you know, I need to be able to to navigate. Uh, you know, look at research in a way that you know how much of this is going to really dictate my life. How much more do I need to know to make a better? You know, make the changes in my life. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like we can spend more time looking at research than actually implementing what we know will be beneficial. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, and you know, you know, if it means you are spending time in your bed looking at a blog at midnight. Yes. finding out about how you can improve your sleep. <laughs> it's re- you know, do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, really? Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe you should just switch off your phone and get some sleep. That's, that's what you should, your priority sh- should be. Yes. So, yeah, so I, I, I think, I think um, it isn't just about fitness. I think in all areas of the health and wellness community, uh, we are just talking about this silver bullet all the time. You know, whatever that is, whatever that is for you, it's like yeah, it's just about it's just about cortisol, it's just about the adrenals, it's just about your diet, it's just about your fitness. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, it's like no, it's all of those and 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 stuff that we don't we still don't even know about. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those areas need to be in tune, a bit like an, an orchestra ensemble. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, there's one conductor which is yourself, but there are many parts involved in contributing to to better health and making sure that's all in tune is is really important so yeah so nutrition i think it's really important to 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 eat based on your levels of of physical activity you know fueling yourself through activity repairing you know making sure you're eating food for repair and and recovery ensuring that you're getting good quality sleep Mm -hmm. you know not not having not having caffeine late in the afternoon and and just before you you hit the sack you know you know, making sure there's time for significant time for digestion, making sure you're managing your levels of, of stress. They're elevated in the in the morning. They should be waning significantly when the sun goes down. So you shouldn't be having too much of a stimulus after dark. So there are there's you know there's a natural order of things, and I think we've got to learn how to be more in tune and play with that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of play with with nature to find out exactly what we should be doing, you know, yes. rather than subjecting nature and going, I just know better. I know better than, than millennia of, of our ancestry. Uh, that's obviously not the case. You know, mm-hmm. the, the wisdom is out there uh, and we just need to have a look at it. Yeah. I, I uh, was just telling you before we started recording how I, I went to Utah um, recently for a naturopathic medicine conference. Really excited to share a lot of what I learned on the show. Um, but one of the things I absolutely loved about this event was 
it was in absolutely gorgeous um, Utah. I was up in Snowbird, which is um, pretty close to Salt Lake. And it was 8,000 8, feet. I did have a little bit of uh, altitude sickness, so that wasn't the part I loved. But uh, but it was just so beautiful and just like all the elements, you know, just so much nature. And just reminded me how important it is to get outside and to get that sunshine. And in between the different lectures, any moment I could, I would go outside and go for a walk and just get that sunlight exposure. I wouldn't wear my glasses. I'd just get out there and get that sun in my eyes. Um and just breathe in the air. And, and we know that there's, there's so much research supporting the effects of nature and how it lowers cortisol and that it can improve our, our memory, our immune system, so many different functions. And, and that's what I love about what you do with fitness is you actually take people outside and let's go and climb trees or let's go and lift each other up and carry each other. And, and so you're getting a lot of those elements of nature as well. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a really good point. It, it, it's, uh, you know, we tend to be in a box for a significant amount of time, whether it's our home or the gym or the office. Right. Uh, and, and it's good to get out and, and expose yourself to nature. And, and even though I live in the big city, I live in, I live in London, uh, I still have access, fortunately, to, to green space. And that green space is my gym. Yeah. That's my, 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 you know, my environment is, is my gym. And as you say, there's lots of good research around, you know, even, even just the color green, looking at the natural color green, looking at grass, looking at leaves on a tree, boosts the immune system. You know, we have an innate desire for, for, for nature, which is biophilia. So mm-hmm. that love of our natural environment is, is part of us. And, and for someone who I used to suffer from hay fever uh, and always taking antihistamines on a regular basis. And I remember getting, I remember once getting my, my last ever prescription for antihistamines and the pharmacist saying to me, do you know if you stop you know, is it getting worse every single year? I'm like, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I've had this since childhood. And, you know, my eyes are streaming. I can't breathe. You know, blah, blah, blah. I can't sleep at night. And he said to me, he says, you know what you should do? He says, stop taking the antihistamines. And I was like, it's no chance. I said, if I, take, if I stop taking them, I'm just going to be in agony. And he went, no, he says, stop taking them. And he went, just spend a, bit, a little bit of time exposing yourself to nature. Get on the grass. I said, but I'm allergic to grass. <laughs> and anyway, so he, he had this conversation with me saying, look, you know, expose yourself to nature were you always like this were you like this as a kid no I was fine as a kid he says yeah maybe you need to go back out there and experience you know your natural environment thank goodness I did that Mm. because I'm no longer have those issues with those you know allergens or what were previously allergens and I'm now able to enjoy nature far more so and of course I was vitamin D deprived you know one because I'm in the UK you know and and uh, have dark dark skin so it's difficult for me to get uh, to, to you know, synthesize vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course now that's far better, you know, because I am getting outside whenever I can. I am, I'm no longer putting on suntan lotion, which is also a bit of a joke <laughs> for someone like to myself to be slabbing myself with suntan lotion when there isn't even, you know what I mean? The sun rays aren't really doing anything in the Northern hemisphere, okay. but, but that conventional wisdom around the stuff that you need to protect yourself from and the medication you should take to prevent yourself from uh, from nature, mm-hmm. uh, the perils of nature was. I'm um, thank goodness I'm no longer in that space. Right, right. I, so many good points you you brought up with that, but it's that we we tend to be in boxes, like you said, in the gym, in the office, in our house, in our cars, and which is a moving box. We're just in boxes <laughs> all day long, and we can do that from the moment we wake up until the moment we go to sleep. Just stay in boxes all day, and we're just designed to be out getting that sun exposure, getting that oxygen 
breathing in the fresh air. And, and I, I just think that there's so many more benefits you could get from your workouts by taking it out and getting those natural elements. Um, mm. I know that you recently did a talk at Harvard medical school. So tell me a little bit about that. What was that about? And, um, what did you talk about? So, so it was on, on primal play and the benefits of physical activity. So, I mean, there were just so many, uh, there was just so much overwhelming evidence around the benefits of physical activity and preventing chronic lifestyle disease that most of us are just not aware of, whether that's prevention of things like heart disease, uh, but also cancer and strokes, um, you know, reducing inflammation, uh, you know, uh, improving gut health, but the more, the more physically active you are. So it pretty much touches on every single aspect of our, of our life that we try to mediate, medicate through other areas. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's what's really interesting and fascinating, the, the, the areas of benefit that physical activity touches upon that you just wouldn't expect to be the case. Mm-hmm. So whether that's managing, managing hormones, whether that's reducing inflammation, uh, maybe that's managing blood glucose, so, you know, it improves insulin sensitivity when you're active, physically active. So there's all these areas that we, we just say, you know, a lot of us just say, oh, food will sort that out for you. You know, if you have less carbs, you're going to manage your blood glucose. Well, actually, if you, you know, 70% of your blood glucose is, is uh, you know, the, the sink of that is muscle tissue. So if you're physically active, you know, uh, insulin will, will, will push that blood glucose into your muscles because your muscles are being active. If you don't, if you're sedentary, you know, that blood glucose is going to be circulating and you need to push out more insulin to manage that. So there are things you can do as well as, as changing your eating habits to improve your health. Uh, and, uh, and it was a great platform to have at, at Harvard because it's like there is, a, there is another way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, most of us do have a fear of the gym. You know, we kind of hate our personal trainers sometimes. We, you know, mm-hmm. we, we look at our watch thinking, when is this workout going to end? I can't wait to leave. And so I'm trying to flip the script on that and say, actually, no, it doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to punish yourself. You don't have to punish yourself for eating that, that you know, cream cake um, last night. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you, don't have, you don't have to approach exercise in that way. You can just love what you do and enjoy movement again as we did as kids. Yes. My philosophy is it ain't, if it ain't fun, it ain't worth it. What's the point, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. I mean, it, it's, but you know, it's just so difficult sometimes to, to really grasp that and, and, and live that um, because every, everything around us is about working hard, playing hard. <laughs> Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so it's, it is difficult because every, all, every single aspect of our life, success is borne out by how hard work how much effort we put in and the great thing about play is that you can still have the same level of work output or you know um of energy output but without the grimace right and without the, why the heck am i doing this and without goal setting because it can just be mindful and in the moment and process based yeah and and, and yeah and i think those one of the best uh, the best ways that I've, of looking at this is when you're a kid, and it happens rarely as an adult, I find, but when you're a kid, sometimes six hours, seven hours can literally be five. It, it's like it lasts only five to ten minutes. Right. It's like, where have all those hours gone? And it's so rare to experience that as an adult. 
It really is. It's like, you know, oh, yeah, an hour's gone, but it feels like 10 minutes. No, no, actually, when you're a kid, it could be, that could be the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The time just disappears. Before you know it, you go, out, you go out after breakfast, your parents are calling you in, you know, at 6 in the evening, and it's like, what, what happened to the day? And, um, yeah, we, we've lost that flow state mm. uh, many, many a time. Or we do that when we're focusing on work again. Yeah. That may happen at work. But we're not enjoying necessarily what we're doing. It's just because we just have to do it. Yeah. You know, just get, get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Get your fitness done. Not just go and, and, and enjoy your body being able to move in those ways and, and playing with you know, the limits that your body has and the fun that you can. And also, it's a, it's a community type of experience, right? It's like connecting with others and that we can have fun with each other in, in getting, getting fitter and also... Um, you know, having fun out there. So I know that you do these events, um, around the world. You, you go and you meet with people and you lead different types of fitness events. Do you have any coming up that you can tell us about? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to be at, at, uh, AHS uh-huh. 2016. So ancestral health symposium. Um, I'll, I'll be hosting primal play workshops there. So giving people a taste, a taste for it. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy now to have launched primalplay.com finally. And, and I will be, uh, training trainers and, and getting other people involved with with this project and 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 spreading the spreading the word so to speak and uh i will be doing in the autumn and the fall as you guys say uh i will be doing a, a case study with a school in london and we'll we'll be having sort of a, a mini research study around the you know efficacy of prime play versus conventional sport and fitness versus being sedentary and how that affects the kids, not just for their fitness levels, but, but also health markers and levels of engagement and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, kids are, you know, they, they might sign up to a, a basketball class at the beginning of, of the semester or beginning of the term. And then halfway through, they're like, oh, I've had enough of this. I'd rather play on my iPhone, uh, you know, rather than actually doing the real thing. So I'm hoping that's going to be, I'm quite anxious about that and making sure the study is modeled correctly. But um, that's going to give me a lot of um, a lot of evidence um, and a proof of the concept for me to take it out to a, to a much a much larger audience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so AHS in August in a couple of weeks actually. Yeah. Um, and I'm in Berlin next this week coming weekend also uh, talking presenting on on Primal Play and hosting Primal Play workshops as well. Awesome. And so uh, for you guys who want to go to Ancestral Health, you can um, go to ancestralhealth.org. And that event is Boulder, Colorado. It's August 11th through the 13th. So right around the corner. So that'll be a good time. Very cool. So Daryl, are there any, any other areas you wanted to touch on? Any parting words you have for our listeners? Um. Yeah, so I suppose I should mention as I've got an opportunity to plug myself. Yeah, uh, please do. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I, I was fortunate to win the award for best health and wellness book, my, my last book, Paleo from A to Z, um, which is like a, an encyclopedia of, of a healthy lifestyle, you know, like mm-hmm. a user's guide to a healthy lifestyle. So I'm trying and cover all of the points and all the areas where there's confusion or you see, you see a buzzword on somebody's blog and you go, what the heck is that? And I don't understand the Wikipedia reference, but I want to know more about that particular topic. So I have this book, which is a cross-reference of all those terms and topics that will help you live a, you know, a healthier lifestyle. So whether that's 
how to manage jet lag and, and sleep hacking, improving the quality of your sleep, to how can you avoid being sedentary, how you can integrate physical activity in your, in your life day to day, to what foods to eat for particular nutrients and micronutrients and, and the like. So it's very, very comprehensive and, I'm, and I feel very proud to, for that book to be voted uh, for the Best Health and Wellness Award at PaleoFX. Awesome. Yeah. So for any of you guys who are maybe new to paleo or just kind of confused about it, or maybe if you're just a paleo connoisseur and you love getting as many resources as you can, I highly recommend that book. Paleo from A to Z. I love you said A to Z. Very uh, British of you. Very British. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, For for some reason, I do believe that's the, uh, that is the way to pronounce the letter letter Z, but I know we could we could debate that, but uh... <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a primal play tug of war. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Daryl, you are such an inspiration, and just want to really acknowledge you for just transforming your life in such a huge way that now helps people. I mean, from going from the corporate world, working like you said, sixteen to eighteen hours a day, to completely rehauling everything and finding fun and fitness and inspiring other people to do the same. And also more importantly, transforming your health from one that you would have gotten probably heart disease and a stroke at at some point to, you know, roughing up guys at Foot Locker who are 20 years younger than you. So (laughs) it's pretty inspiring stuff, what you've, what you've created. And, um, yeah, just want to acknowledge you for that. And, uh, you know, anything I can do to be a support, just let me know and just keep on doing what you're doing because you're, you're, you're doing it right. <laughs> I really appreciate, uh, you know, spending time with you and, yeah. and discussing and discussing this. And, and I think it's really important that we, you know, we are a, a part of a, a much larger community uh, and there's a lot of work to be done um, by us all. And yes. I think it's really important that we, we still communicate these messages and we get focused not on the objections to what we're doing, but on the really good, stuff that we're doing yes uh, and so yeah so now i'm i'm pretty much tunnel vision now i'm like this is what we need you know i've got family members you know i've got unfortunately i've got family members who've passed away you know well before their time yeah. i've got family members who are suffering with chronic lifestyle disease um who just aren't aware or or you know find it difficult to embrace these simple lifestyle interventions and i think part of the problem is that we we almost over-intellectualize a lot of what we do. Uh, and, and there's so many people that just, just can't tap into this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like they don't have time to read, to read blogs or to, to look at PubMed to find out what they should be eating next week. You know, um, so, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> that's something I'm really kind of struggling with to find out how we can reach the, the, those who just don't have access to this, these channels of information, you know, yeah. who won't, you know, for example, who won't be listening to this podcast necessarily, yeah. you know, who, who won't be buying my book, you know, um, but they need this information right. uh, pro- you know, probably more so than those who've already, you know, we're preaching to the converted mo- many, most, much of the time. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's longer term. That's a project that I'm, I'm looking, looking at taking this out to the, to those who are, disenfranchised um, and don't have access to these resources and kind of believe it's you've got to have a certain level of income and intellect to to live this lifestyle and the reality is you don't but we just need to make people aware of that what the options are yes absolutely and and all of us you know all of you guys who are listening you you by listening to this and getting this information this knowledge 
it kind of comes with a little bit of a responsibility, you know, because you, you learn what it is that can save people's lives and what can help them. And yeah, they may not hear the podcast directly unless you share it with them. And they may not be interested in listening to a podcast in general, but you're that person to inspire them, you know, and I don't believe that anyone knowing this information and really seeing what's possible for them in health would choose otherwise. You know, I mean, there's, there, mm-hmm. unless there's some real deep psychological stuff that, that gets to, you know, be looked at of, uh, you know, sometimes people get, and this is a whole nother discussion, but people can get kind of attached to their conditions because it serves them. And that's a bigger topic, but I believe that people are smart and that people do deep down want to be healthy. They just don't know how it's possible. And they're just kind of stuck in their yes. rut. So it's a yeah, paradigm for, for sure. shift. You know? Yeah, for sure. It is. But I mean, I don't want to labor the point, but, you know, for example, I remember once two, two locations. Uh, one is in Liverpool in the UK uh, and one is in, in the Bronx. And I remember, I remember going to see a friend in both of those locations. And, and I'm not, and I'm talking about, a really nice part of the Bronx. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and we had to walk to, you know, because we wanted to be active. So we probably walked about 20, 25 minutes to the subway station. And as we got close and close to the subway station, you literally could not see any fresh food at all. Nothing. Mm. So for miles, for miles around the subway station, there was just nothing. There was just no fresh food at all. And if you're living in that community and you're going to work, you're commuting to work and that's all you're seeing or you're not working and that's all you've seen. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes your environment is bigger than what you, than your personal responsibility. I find, you know, not always the case, but you know, we are products of our environment and you know, not all of us have access to whole foods or, you know, can order our food online. Do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I agree. Of course, it has to be down to the individual to make better lifestyle decisions. But I, I think society and, and um, what we do as whether we're marketing food or creating these urban environments, they, there's, there's collective responsibility as well. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, it, it's, as I said, we could debate this for days, but I think there's, there's room for maneuvering on both sides of the, of the coin, individual responsibility and kind of a social, right. I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about socialism here, but um, a, a community based response yes. to what we should be doing. Yeah. I love yeah. that. The personal responsibility and the community responsibility. I think that they're both they're interplaying and they're both very important. So I love, mm. that's a great point you brought up. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Spreading the awareness and getting it out there and, and, and have fun. Get outside and have fun and play and get fit at the same time. So, Daryl, I so appreciate you spending the time with us coming on the show. And I'm wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And I won't be seeing you at AHS. I really wish I could be there, but um, I'll be doing another event that weekend. So have so much fun. And, and for all you guys who are going, have a blast. Go say hi to Daryl. Take his course, uh, the Primal Play classes. And um We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much, Lauren. It's a pleasure. All right, my loves. That is the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Always great to have you. Always great to chat with my buddy, Daryl. I hope you got a lot out of the show, maybe some inspiration of how to think outside the box when it comes to fitness and your health. 
You can learn more about me over at drlaurennoel.com where I have a free ebook called Wired But Tired, how to keep your energy high all day and feel like a kid again so you're not feeling dragged down throughout the day. And a little bit more about my practice, you can go over to shinenaturalmedicine.com. And if you love the show, if you're getting a lot out of it, please head over to iTunes, leave me a five-star review and let people know that the show is awesome. And if you are an Android user, you can do that over at Stitcher. Have a wonderful rest of the week, you guys. I love you so, so much. And I promise to keep bringing you some great content in the future. We have some awesome shows lined up. And have a wonderful week. We'll check you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.